Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. That is what it sounded like on, uh, that was the Japanese broadcast of the finish of the World Baseball Classic as they beat the United States a couple of nights ago. We've talked a lot about the World Baseball Classic, heard from Lars Newtbar and his experience at the World Baseball Classic, and now we will visit with someone who covers the world of baseball, maybe like no other, Danny Wexelman from MLB, she's on MLB Network Radio, ESPN, you can catch her on SNY. She's doing play-by-play on ACC Network for, or SEC Network, maybe both, for college baseball. And she is a native of the STL, and she joins us here on the Gray Bar Sports Open Line. Danny, thanks for some time tonight. Oh, my gosh, what an introduction. I, my cheeks are red right now. That's so nice of you. And I, I'm so glad I could be here. I love talking baseball, and I'm glad we could we could work it out because I know it, we got seven days to opening day, and there's so much excitement heading into the season. I loved your Twitter thread this morning on the World Baseball Classic and Major League Baseball. If you would get into that a little bit, uh, that one is not better than the other, that they are two different things. Yeah, I think what's really important, because I've had a second to digest what I saw and what I experienced. And I only saw two days. I only saw two games. I mean, two of the best, but I only saw two. And so I needed a second to digest it a little bit and kind of figure out what it means, because I think that, number one, if you're an Astros fan or you're a Mets fan, you're really frustrated because you lost Jose Altuve and Edwin Diaz to injury at that event. And then on the other hand, you have players like Trey Turner saying, this is the best moment, best home run of my career. Randy Rosarena, who plays for the Rays, who was in the Cardinals organization. Yep. You got Matthew Libertor for him, right? Him saying the catch that he made for Team Mexico was better than any home run he hit and he had a monster 2020 postseason for them. And so I think that frustrates people a little bit, and it's totally valid, and it's totally fair. So this morning I woke up, and I had a chance to realize that I think it's my fault, too. I think the problem is we're comparing the two events, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, this classic is better than anything I've ever seen. Well, of course it is, because it's completely different than anything I've ever seen. And you're not going to see it in the regular season as much. It's not sustainable. The, the energy, the flair the spiciness, the, the fans, like that's not, you can't translate that for 162. Mookie Betts said that to me at the Classic, and that's fair. I hope that a little does, but the problem is, is comparing it. They're mutually inclusive, 
both great, both amazing. The World Baseball Classic makes the Major League season better. And because those Major League players came over and played for their countries, that made the World Baseball Classic even better. Without that, we're not even having this discussion. But I realized it kind of just struck me, like, if we stop comparing and just treat them as completely individual seasons and things and events, and then I think we can appreciate it. And we can say to ourselves, wow, the World Baseball Classic, for me personally, Danny Wexelman, was one of the coolest things I've ever experienced covering baseball in my life. And I can also come over and say watching game six and seven of the 2011 World Series were the best games I've ever seen in my entire life. And I can say that and not think that they have to compete. They're not competing. They're actually helping each other grow stronger and grow the game, which at the end of the day, I think we can all say is really the point. And so I just wanted to get those. That's what Twitter is good for, right? You can kind of get your thoughts out. And, and I, I just had so many questions about it, and I had so many conversations. And it, when it struck me that we've got to stop comparing, that will make it – that will make this so much more enjoyable for everybody involved. I just I wanted to share it. So that's kind of what I was thinking. Yeah, I liked it. I, and I, I actually kind of likened it to um, what a lot of people, if you follow soccer closely, and certainly if you follow soccer yeah. outside of, the, and even to somewhat some extent here in the U.S., but certainly English soccer, you have a league season. You have other tournaments that go on. And, and in fact, in, in England, they play simultaneously with their league. And obviously that's really not an option here with baseball, but that's kind of the way it is. And I think that I think you make such great points that you can love one, you can love the other, and they both bring something to the other, I guess, is what it is. So I just really thought that was good. And if, if people haven't checked it out, it's at Danny Wex on Twitter, and you can read that entire thread. So let's talk about a little bit about going into this uh, Major League Baseball season uh, with some new rules that we're starting to see play out, right, as spring training winds down here, certainly the biggest one being the pitch clock, where do you stand on what you've seen so far? When I saw it in spring training, that was about two weeks ago, so it was early on, I turned to, actually, I was with Katie Wu. Mm-hmm. She covers the Cardinals for the Athletics. Of course. So good. I definitely turned to her, and I said something along the lines that's radio appropriate of, wow, this game is flying, and, and I don't hate it. And I think the key in all of this, because baseball shouldn't be rushed. It's never been a timed game. It's It's never been that way and I think when you add a clock to a, a timeless game it, it stirs the pot a little bit but I think the issue in baseball is that there's not a lot of activity and the play is slow and you want to attract more people and more fans and I think that's extremely important like it's gravely important in my eyes and so the pitch clock allows for a little bit more of that you're going to see more action and I think it's really really good for the game I think that whether you're, you're a, a diehard fan, a casual fan, if you're a stat head, whatever you are, I don't think you're going to be bothered. You're going to notice the clock and you're going to look at it and be like, okay, this is in my way. But then eventually, I promise you, you're going to sit there and you're not even going to think about it. Everyone, it's going to take a month or so and everyone's going to be adjusted to it. The only place that I stand against it is when you get in those later innings. Imagine if there was a pitch clock in the bottom of the ninth inning, Japan, USA, and Shohei Otani and Mike Trout had a pitch clock on them in the biggest game in the World Baseball Classic, the championship game, so historical. For me, that would do a disservice to the game, to the product, to the moment, to the fans. That's not a moment to be rushed. And so I wonder if in the future – 
we're going to see. I mean, you heard Max Scherzer speak out about it as well. A couple of guys on the Mets team did. And so I wonder if in the future that that part of the game could change maybe in the postseason. But the pitch clock is going to benefit the game. And you're going to get there. And guess what? You're going to get to the game and think, wait, I'm going to be able to get home and have dinner with my family, or I'm going to go home and get to see my family, or I can bring my family to the game because my kids can sit through two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. And it's not to say that it's taking away from the product or you're going to watch a rushed game and it's not going to be fun and and it's going to take away from the history and the tradition. It's not. It's going to make it better. And eventually, just like when the DH left the National League, right, and we got rid of it, you're, you're not even going to remember life without the pitch clock. You're not going to notice it. It's just going to make the game more enjoyable for everyone involved, the players too. You think the players don't want to go home and spend time with their family? Like they're, I think they're on board as well. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm a little anxious, but I'm mostly excited. And really, as, as players come up, and we even saw this to some extent last year for guys that spent a lot of time in the minors, you could tell they were working a little bit quicker. It's not going to be one of those, I've got to get it in before the pitch clock. It's just going to be, this is how fast I work now. And it's just sort of going to become, as you said, part of the fabric of the game. Yeah, and, you know, it starts at the college level too, right? They implemented a pitch clock as well. So they've got 20 seconds. Batter's got about 10 seconds to get in and be ready. And so now you're starting it earlier, which I think helps a lot. The guys who are in the minors, I mean, Jordan Walker, Mason Wynn, those guys are already used to it, which is, I think, a really big advantage. The veterans, though, we underestimate them. They're going to be fine. They're they're pros. They're going to adapt. That's what they've done their whole career, and they'll figure it out. I think the pitchers could have a little bit more of an advantage at the beginning of the season. I mean, if you've watched – any of Max Scherzer in his Mets games, the way he can manipulate and force batters to step out. When the batter steps out and calls time, that's it. He burns He burns the chance to do it the rest of the at-bat. And so you're going to watch a bit of a cat-and-mouse game. Teams are going to see how smart they can be and try to kind of outsmart the pitch clock, so to speak. But guys will be more used to it. And I think the first month is going to be clunky, Joe. I do. I think, I think we're going to be like, what? Like, you don't want to see the game end on a pitch clock violation. Right. And it might. It just might, and that I think that's going to sour fans a little bit, but not so much that they're never going to come back to the ballpark. I am not going to lie. I call a lot of college baseball games, and I have already enjoyed the speed with which uh, some of those games have taken place this year. So <laughs> I, I, it really, and I, it's one of those, and right now, at least for, for us, I call games uh, for SIU Edwardsville, there, and for most, I think, colleges, they're not – they don't have the clock on the field yet. That has to happen next year. But the ump is keeping that clock, and I do think it's uh, it's it's moving the game along. So I'm not mad. Uh, what is something or, or what are some storylines that you're looking forward to following or that you're already following as we are now a week away from opening day? Well, I'll start in St. Louis. I'll start with the opening day starter and, and having to see the news about Adam Wainwright. Uh, with that groin strain working out the other day, today, I can't remember which day it was, but I would say it's frustrating and you feel for the guy because he just got a chance to go to the WBC and then he comes back to try to get ready. And so I would be interested to see, I'm going to guess it's Jack Flaherty, which is exciting. And I think that's a bit symbolic, passing the torch a little bit there, but to have Wayno out, I think what's awesome about St. Louis right now is the depth at every single position that you have, including 
the prospects who are basically knocking down the door and making it really hard for Ali Marmol to say no to them, to be in that opening day lineup, Jordan Walker especially. But I think that's something I'm, I'm paying attention to. The depth, I think, all around the league will be tested this year. I think that pitching, you can never have enough of it, and it's going to be tough when you see some of these starters go down. I'm going to say that I think the Padres in the National League West have the opportunity, they have the tools, they have the value, and they have the talent to be better than the Dodgers this season. And I think we haven't been able to say that. I don't know if ever if we've ever been able to say that there's a team in the National League West that can beat the Dodgers, can take that top spot. That's something new. I think the National League East is going to be a three-team dog fight between the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves and the Marlins knocking on the door, too. And then the prospects for me, Joe, you know, I – I love covering prospects. I get to do that for Perfect Game, for ESPN a little bit as well. And it's, it's one of my favorite parts of my jobs. You mentioned the, the list of them, but uh, the chance to watch. I mean, I covered Jordan Walker in high school. And so to watch him become who he is as a person, I mean, just a thoughtful, thoughtful human being, but also the star that he's going to be, for me, is really special. And that's all around the league. You're watching the development change dramatically. These guys now are coming into camp and being drafted and their development is completely different than it was a decade ago. And so they're much more ready. They're not going to need five, six, seven years in the minor leagues. These guys are going to be more game ready and that's good for the game because baseball is so unique. You've got to wait so long to see your prospect and to see them fulfill what you can only hope they'll be. And so now you actually will get to see them sooner and sooner. I mean, the Braves with Michael Harris, the second, He's a great example. Andy Painter for the Phillies, who's sidelined right now, but he had a chance to be a part of their starting rotation. And so I think that's what excites me the most is seeing these younger guys come up and contribute. Well, Danny, we are literally a week away from opening day. Uh, it, I couldn't tell you were excited at all, by the way. I could not hear the enthusiasm at all. <laughs> I, I really appreciate you taking some time talking about the WBC Major League Baseball. I promise you it won't be the last time that we bother you and have you on uh, Sports Open Line for sure. Oh, it's my pleasure. I love doing this, obviously. You make it easy, and I'm, I'm really excited. I think, you know, we ha- don't forget we had the pandemic, then the lockout. So it's been a wonky couple of years in baseball, and I finally think that there's a corner that's been turned and the game is in a great place. So thank you so much for having me, Joe. Man, I agree with you 100% and we appreciate the time for sure. That is Danny Wexelman. Again, it's at Danny Wex on Twitter. You can follow her and we appreciate her taking some time tonight. Graybar Sports Open Line continues. We'll take a break. We come back. Randy Molman on the other side of the break. Coming back on Camo X. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.